This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, goodness gracious, it's the postgame show. You got to be kidding me. That's the way that giant comeback ends come on Patrick what was that just absolutely devastating (laughs) you know I picked the 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 Bears to give up 31 points and only score 14 I mean what they did in the first half it looked like it was going to be that way and then the second half you know I got to give them props for how they came back out and played that second half that was impressive but uh Amir Smith Marset I mean that's just football 101 you got to know the situation of the game you learned that in little league it's two minute ball you're near the sideline okay you made a nice move of getting some extra yards, but then that's when you get directly out of bounds, and you just can't have that. To me, that's just that's 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 this that's just stupid. I just don't understand oh how you know God. not to not get out of the out of bounds. It just it's aggravating. You know, we want to see Justin Fields grow. We put him in a uh, give him an opportunity, the two minutes to win the game. He fumbles, comes back. Montgomery makes that nice run. Then you get this completion. You feel comfortable. You feel good about what, the way it's going. And he makes a boneheaded mistake. And that's just, oh, it's aggravating. Very, very aggravating, especially for a game the way it went, where it could have been, you know, some overtime and a possible win there. Hmm. I got to tell you, that was absolutely awful. I, I you know, listen, mistakes happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to go after uh, this guy. I did say out loud, you got to cut him the minute that happened. <laughs> So I admit I said that, mm-hmm. and the thought went through my head. I just don't understand when you he made a move to get himself out of bounds. When he kept going, it made no, it made not not an ounce of sense. Just get out of bounds. And I, no offense to him, but is he is Smith Marset not the guy that committed the the uh, block terrible in the penalty? Yes, uh, the block in the back yes. on Justin Field's spectacular run. Yes. Uh, goodness gracious! Yeah, just I, I mean, I, that last play was just football stupidity. Just, just oh awful. My just, just. God. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. The, the block in the back, the Minnesota Vikings player did a yes. pretty decent job of acting same as well. Guy, he did, a, did a, yeah, did a so decent job guy. of acting. Yep. But you know that took seven points off the board. They settled for a field goal in that situation when Field scrambled for the touchdown. So 
Uh, Smith Marset is involved on two boneheaded plays, and that, that really hurt this team. And it's <laughs> it's unfortunate. And I I can understand how you say cut him. I mean, yeah. you know that's you can't head. do that. You cannot yeah. do that. That is football yeah. one hundred and one. That's just football stupid right there. That making that mistake. Yeah, and again, overreaction on my part, and I apologize for even expressing. I don't that's think. Hold on, you weren't the only person in Chicago <laughs> saying that. Trust me, you were not. I'm sure some of our callers here will have the same thought. Trust me, you're not the only one. I thought, oh, my gosh, that guy's not going to see the football field again. Oh, I don't know you cut him, but yeah. maybe he just doesn't play for a long, a long well, while for the Bears. That, that, that was painful, and that was horrible. And, uh, and it was really – I got to tell you, if that had been a movie, like even if you were on an airplane, you'd have walked out in the first quarter of that game. The, the Minnesota Vikings came out, and they were marching down the field and scoring touchdowns, and they were doing everything. And you were just sitting there like – I, I mean, what was it, 20, 21 to 3? 21 to 3. It felt like one of those high school games where you just know the team's outmatched. Yeah. That you know the starters are going to come out in the second half without their pads on. <laughs> and the backups <laughs> go on and still score 20 more points against yeah. them. It's yeah. one of those games. That's what it felt like. But, again, I got to give the Bears props no for doing what they did yeah. in the second half. That yeah. was very impressive. And, and very it started, impressive. It, it actually started at the end of the first half when, uh, yes. when Minnesota made a mistake. And lo and behold, the Bears absolutely took advantage of the error. And, and I think that was pretty extraordinary. Considering, I thought, honest to God, uh, Patrick, I thought it for a minute there that Kirk Cousins was going to throw the perfect game. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, this is so easy. That, like, they're not going near Jefferson. He mm-hmm. is wide open. And, and it, it, it just felt like it, they were worlds apart. So for the Bears to have recovered from that and actually taken a lead, that was pretty astounding. And you were sitting there kind of, am I watching this? I mean, this is two different teams. And unfortunately, um, they, they I don't even know how many uh, third downs they converted on that drive. Five. To, to five for five. five. So if, yeah. you, if you count that, that quarterback sneak was on third down, they were five for five. Okay. 17 plays. Yeah, that that's that's the game right yes, there. Yes. And, and you know, feel free to get off the field after you take the lead. And and um, uh, was it Gordon that nearly had a pick on the sideline? And you're just kind of like, oh my god! Like it, it was. There were different moments where you thought they might get off the field, and unfortunately, they never did. But getting the ball back like that, you, you just. You, I think you said it very well. You wanted to see Justin Fields in that situation. And yes. You wanted to see how, how he, uh, whether he blossomed or whether something else happened. You just, I thought he had a great game. I, I really thought he played a very good game, and and they they got a lot of different things going that I didn't think they were gonna get going, especially the way things started. So. You know, bully for them. It was um, it was a good loss. Is that? <laughs> I, I don't. Oh boy, yeah. Every, everybody's getting excited. Uh, the, the final score twenty nine twenty two. You said you thought they'd score thirty. I I I I did not think there was any way they weren't going to score thirty. The way they opened that game and the way they were scoring touchdowns and uh, you know, it's just it's heart wrenching for it to end on a mistake like that. It is. At least we had the opportunity, I guess, if you want small victories. But there was no way in that first half that I think I would have my hands on top of my head thinking the Bears' game the game away at late in the fourth quarter. So I, that's just, it was impressive what they did in the second half. And, but, man, it's just, it's, it's just 
It's frustrating to have a player make a bonehead mistake like that. I can understand a physical mistake, uh, 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 somebody giving up a sack, or maybe that fumble there at the end that ends the game. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's devastating right. and it hurts, but not something as boneheaded oh. as Smith-Marset did. That's just, yeah. yeah, you have your hands on your head right now. That's exactly what I did. And oh, I just, I, I could not believe that he did that. I mean, that's just yeah. football 101, situational football, two-minute yeah. ball, you're near the sidelines, you get the heck out of bounds. I, I, we've got to take a timeout, and we, we'll open up the phone lines, 312-644-6767, and I am anxious to hear what everyone has to say. I found myself, I, w- I was so incredulous as the, that play occurred that I yelled out loud, he took the ball out of, like <laughs> I was doing play-by-play. Play. Right, That's right. how stupid it was. Right. I mean, he had two, two, two mistakes there, right? Gives up oh the ball God. and doesn't go out of bounds. Well, the first one was I was you know get out of bounds and then you yelled you know he took the ball. He away was a former Minnesota Viking. Cut him. Just oh made my you God. think. No, oh I'm just kidding. God. I'm just See? kidding. You're on to something. No, here. no, he we got to <laughs> get to the bottom of it. Let's call the league. Call the league office right now. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We'll be back with with the post game show. He's Patrick Manley. You're listening to the score. We're back with more of the Scores Bears post-game show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, goodness gracious, what a finish to that game. And, uh, and Patrick, it's... Uh... You know, sadly, it, it all it says in the in the uh, in the box score is that the Bears uh, lost that game. It doesn't explain and the the methodology of it. The Bears started poorly, uh, and I don't know if they started poorly if Minnesota was just on fire, but uh, but clearly they played very well. The the Vikings and the Bears were not much of a match for them. And next thing you know, 19 straight points. And you thought, yeah, that that apparently was the first touchdown they've allowed in the second half of a game there at the uh, at the end of the game. So it's a pity that that happened, but uh, pretty remarkable comeback and all for naught as the game ends there. Yeah, and, and we said it before. I, I got to give them credit for fighting back, but yeah, it's not a victory. You know, you're playing to win the game, and we've talked uh, also on the pregame show. You want to see development of these young players. And I did see some guys play a lot better. Justin Fields, his numbers were 15 of 21 for 208 yards, but Dante Pettis had two drops. So that's 17 of yes. 21. Yeah. He had one bad throw that could have been picked. I think he was behind Mooney that was dropped. Um, but overall, I, I do think that Justin played a lot better. I thought his pocket awareness was a lot better. I thought his decision-making was a lot better. I think, uh, was it Luke Getz, he talked about, you know, just getting the ball – uh, dumping the ball off and just getting you know six seven yards on a on a first down play to get you in second and third or second and three. I thought he did a nice job of that with dumping it down to Cole Komet and uh, David Montgomery. Uh, so to me, I thought he played uh, one of his better games, and I, saw, I think we saw some progress. I thought Kyler Gordon played decently as well. Um, I know Justin Jefferson burned a lot of people, and Kendall Vildor had a long day going against them, but they 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 played a lot better in the second half. What I couldn't believe too, when you were talking about the first half of the Vikings against the Bears, that. Justin Jefferson had seven catches, 91 yards in the first quarter. That was unbelievable. You've been to many practices. You know, the seven-on-seven drill where there's no O-line, no D-line. That's what it looked like the first entire half against the Bears defense. And uh, that they just – they were killing them. I thought that game was over. I thought it was going to be a 48-14 to 
48 to 10 game and the backups would be coming in. But again, credit to the bears to come back and do what they did in the second half. This is, this is something as a coach. And I think if I have a young team like them, I'm encouraged. I'm really upset. We lost. I want my defense to stop them on the 17 play drive when they go five for five on third downs, but I'm encouraged the way these young guys fought and the way they came back to make it a game to put themselves into position. And then you have a bone hood mistake to, to lose the game, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, that that was really a pity. But you're absolutely right. I, I, I think that there is a lot – there's some good coaching uh, opportunities for you in that game. And there's some there, – there, it was a confidence builder, as weird as that might sound. It, it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does a little I bit. Mean, don't fall behind like that. But right. I thought Justin Fields was a different – he was different as the game went on. And he seemed to gain confidence in, right in front of us. And, mm-hmm. and the numbers, as you pointed out – weren't spectacular, but they seemed better. Yes. And he also seemed capable of making plays when you needed one. Yes. A lot of times with his legs, but nonetheless, just an extraordinary uh, comeback for the Bears. And and as you know, Patrick, it's a very quick turnaround. I mean, they're playing Thursday night. Oh, that's night. right. I see, yes. So, yeah, that that is a difficult – you gotta you got to get home and you got to get your body right and – you know, it made a world of difference that David Montgomery played in that game. I thought it was uh, a wonderful thing to see him back out there. And uh, I know that, that the numbers don't express that, that he went crazy or anything like that, but he's an important part of that team, and it was good to see him back. No, I thought he played great. I mean, yeah, yeah. the numbers weren't what he averaged. Uh, well, I guess he only had 12 carries for 20 yards. What were his receptions? Four for 62. You know, yeah. he had the nice play on the third down or second yeah. long or whatever it was on the screen play. Um, obviously he's helping in pass protection compared to Khalil Herbert, but I'm still amazed he is back after the way he was injured and what it looked like. I thought that was an IR designation and something serious and maybe out for the year, but I'm happy he is back. But back to Justin Fields and his game, and we're talking about his development. I think there's stages of development as a quarterback. One is being a rookie and making dumb mistakes. Another stage is being a game manager. I thought he managed the game well. You know, those numbers kind of show that. Of, of, he should have been 17 of 21 for 208 yards or more yards, but I thought he managed the game well, and I thought he escaped the pocket when he needed to. It wasn't – it didn't seem as forced as it has been in the past. And I just – I thought he played a better game, and that was encouraging to see, even though it was from a loss. All right. We've got a lot of people who want to check in. Uh, I agree with you. I thought it was encouraging. We should let you know that the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. The number 312-644-6767. We'll start the conversation with Chris. Chris is in Evanston. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm going to start off with the bad for me. Uh, What I can't stand is when these coaches want to be geniuses and get talked about on all the sports shows, you got a great defense in the second half. You haven't given up a touchdown in four games, and you decide that I'm going to go for an onside kick. I don't care about the result. Even if we would have had got the ball, I still would say that I don't agree with that call. I don't agree with going for two after you scored a touchdown. And I'm just afraid that this coaching staff, which as much as they're doing in the second half, eventually, once they get confident in Justin Fields, they're going to start doing more and more decisions like that that I can't stand. However, I'm the same guy that y'all know. I can't stand Justin Fields. I think he's terrible, but I completely agree. And I don't. I, I go beyond what you say, Manly. Today, I saw a quarterback that looked elite. 
I saw something that says this guy could be great. I don't know what happened in the second half, but he was facing those blitzes. They were sending blitzes late that they weren't showing before the snap, and he was ready for him. He stepped up when he needed to in the pocket. He rolled out when he needed to. He stayed calm under pressure, and I really believe if that guy would have got out of bounds, he was going to go down there and score a touchdown and win it with a two-point conversion. Outstanding game by Justin Fields. That's funny. Chris actually agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> Normally yeah. he comes on the show and no, he's always he disagreeing with me and saying, Manly, I respect you, but I don't like this. <laughs> but um, I, Chris talked about that onside kick. To me, and I, I don't know if they talked about it on the TV broadcast because I was listening to Joniak and the uh, WBBM station, they were trying to steal a possession. You know, they, they knew in that first right. half they were outmanned. And I think maybe they thought coming in the second half that they were going to be outmanned again and try to steal another possession. I have no problem with that. I think that's just a philosophy you, you – you take and you try to use when you are outmanned. And I believe the defense stopped in that series, so it really didn't hurt them. But I don't mind the aggressiveness. I think it's showing your team that you believe in them. This is a young team. He's still trying to set the culture. And there's little things like that that I don't have a problem with. And it's great that the defense came out and stopped them. That that says a lot for for the team, and I think that helped them in the second half get some momentum. I I also think that – I, I think them going for a two-point conversion was interesting mm-hmm. because I I think points were hard to come by at that point, and I think they really didn't know how many more points they were going to have, how many more opportunities. And, um, you know, maybe they knew that it was going to be kind of a field goal game for them, and they felt they had to take advantage of it when the opportunity arose. And that kind of answers your question you asked in the pregame about how yes. do you score the points? What do you do on fourth yep. down? Do you do punt and pin and all that kind of stuff? Well, he went a little bit different. So maybe he is just dealing with game to game to game and situation and how it's going. So, you know, you asked that question in the pregame, how you do? Uh, how would he handle that or how would you handle it? And he's showing us how he's handling it. He seems like he's doing it whatever he feels the way the game is going and what it needs. I don't have the the uh, the box yet, but I know they did not run enough plays in the first half. Oh, no. I think they ran 18 plays total in the first half, and it's pretty extraordinary they they managed to get 10 points the way that game was going. Oh, no doubt. Those stats, those first half stats, were just unbelievable. Awful. awful. It was just yeah. awful. I mean, I I just I wanted to turn the TV off. I think I would yeah. put yeah I put out the gif yeah. on uh, Twitter. It's like that's all, folks. The Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, it was I over. Mean, no, I, I'm not I kidding just, you. If I paid for that, if I was at the movies, I'd have left. Yes, I would have walked out. Yep. If I was on a nice flight from Chicago to New York, I'd have just opened a door and jumped. <laughs> That's how bad that first half was. It was and ugly. It was quarter, ugly. But was you, you have to give them credit though for fighting back in the incredible. second half. It would have been incredible if they would have won the game just because it would have been complete two different halves. But a young team like that, I got to give them credit for that. I, I also think that the entertainment value of that game oh. was pretty extraordinary. Yes. I mean, that that kept me I, – I, I was sitting there like toying with the idea, like, what can I get done while I'm sitting in front of this thing? Like, what else can I do with my time rather than having to watch this paint dry? And, and, and I ended up being wildly entertained, and, I, you know, I felt some energy, and I got, I got pumped up. I mean, it was really an extraordinary game. Yeah, it, it was, and then, you know – Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. He threw the ball to Kendall Vildor, which was yeah. actually a great play by him as well. And that just there, there was a lot of entertainment in the second half. And I've got my notes here of just little things that you know went on. And it's just the first half is all negative. <laughs> it's all negative. Then you got a blocked field goal. You get 19 yes. unanswered points. Yes. You got the the Mooney catch. I mean that thing was incredible. So there was there was a bunch of enter- entertaining yeah entertainment yeah. there. 
Yeah, that that was that Mooney catch was incredible. Uh, let's go to Steve. Steve's in uh, Columbus, Ohio, listening online. Hey, Steve. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Well, I I like what I saw in the second half, and I think a lot of people will take that as a win for the Bears. Um, I liked what Justin uh, showed in the second half with all the pressure. Uh, you know, he stepped up. You know, took off running and picked up a huge first downs on multiple occasions. But I'm just really worried about this coaching staff, even though it's only five games. Um, I don't know about D.C. Allen Williams. Again, the Bears really took so much time to really adjust to the uh, their game plan. You know, in the first half, you know, they were getting beaten badly on the bootleg. And Jefferson was getting all kinds of room to catch. And it took such a long, long time for this coaching staff to really, really adjust when they could have kept the uh, the damage to a minimum if they can make a significant adjustment in the second half like we saw today. And and, and I'm still not sold on Sam Mustafer that I don't know what the coaches staff see him and uh, Mustafer that he continues to trot out and play at center instead of a Patrick, which obviously means well, that they, uh, they made a... They don't. They're down a guard. Thanks for the phone call, Steve. I, I don't think there's any choice as to who you play. And, and Sam Mustafer uh, is a thinking man's football player. He's a, he's a really bright guy. He works really hard. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's overachieving or anything, but I would suppose, you know, for an undrafted free agent, a lot of those centers in the league have come in that way. I think he's. I think he's done very well for himself, and um, I don't know that you have any other option at this point. What What else would they do? I don't. I don't I mean, Schofield. Maybe you'd put in there, or could you put? I. You know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think what they're doing right now is they're playing their five best. Right. You know. I think their five best obviously is Cody Whitehair out there, and maybe Lucas Patrick at center. But right now, with the injury, they're playing their five best, in my opinion. They only gave up. They gave up two sacks. I would like to know the pressures that they gave up. I'm not sure about that. And another point that Steve brought up about Allen Williams and not liking this defense. This defense is built on the front four getting pressure on the quarterback by themselves. Yes, They're not doing it. Robert Quinn, all they have to do right now is give a little help to Robert Quinn, and the other three guys are not getting there. They're not getting – they're not beating their one-on-one blocks. They're not getting the pressure they need to. And that, to me, is the problem with this defense. You don't have – you don't have enough studs up front in the front four to make a difference with this style of defense. You know, I, we always talk about Lovey Smith and what we had with, you know, uh, Julius yes. Peppers, Ottawa Gunier, uh, Tommy Harris, Alex Brown. Those guys could get after the quarterback. They don't have those horses right now on that D-line. And I think that's, that's what really re- reared its ugly head in the first half with that passing defense. The Kirk Cousins was literally sitting back there like the 7-on-7 seven seven drill I was talking about, just picking them apart. If you get no pressure on them, then, you you know, all the timing, you're not throwing off all the timing and all that stuff. But that to me is, you know, we talk about you need O-linemen for Justin Fields. You need wide receivers for Justin Fields. This yes. defense needs pass rushers. For this defense to work, you need pass rushers. You know, I, I don't know if you saw during the week that Pro Football Focus put out their first projected draft. And I think they had the Bears picking fifth, maybe fourth or fifth. And they had them taking the Alabama quarterback. And I, I think that when we start talking about what the Bears should take, and, you know, that's a conversation that's a long way off. But to me, they couldn't get the three technique they wanted in free agency this year. That seems like a position 
if they could get that right, that would be a giant step forward for that defense. And I, I think they, they need to consider that. I mean, you know, they played a team and they, and they lost 29-22 to a team that scored a touchdown on each of their first three possessions and the quarterback didn't have an in- incompletion. I, I actually wrote it down because it was so extraordinary. 2.52 left in the, uh, in the first half is his first incompletion because Quinn got some pressure on him and, and uh, he couldn't complete a pass. That, that can't go on. You're not going to win a lot of games. Now, they did adjust and they did better. And um, it, it – Felt a little bit like a college football game where momentum turns <laughs> so much. You never see that happen in the NFL, you know, where all of a sudden Bears are scoring 19 unanswered points. What? I mean, that that was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was. And it's, uh, again, it was encouraging to see this young team come out in the second half and do what they, they could have folded. You think yeah. about it, a young team like that, they could have folded. I don't know who spoke or if somebody did speak or how that momentum changed and, and, and how that worked on the sideline or the locker room or whatever, but that says a lot about this young team. They could have easily have folded. I mean, it was that ugly in the first half that sometimes you see teams just fold and be like, oh, we're on to the next week. We can't do anything about it. But they did. They did something about it. They fought back and had a chance to win this game until he tried to get up the field and not quite about Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's never get to that play again. We got a lot of people want to check in. 312-644-6767. Going to keep the calls going. You're listening to the postgame show. The Bears with a glorious loss. I I, I got to work this one out, uh, Patrick. There's something going on here. But uh, it was not as bad a loss as it looked like early. We're going to An entertaining loss. Calls. An entertaining loss. There you go. <laughs> it was a wildly entertaining loss. Yes, it was loss. entertaining. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the first half, the entire it was entertaining. Yeah. It was an entertaining one. I, 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 I looked watching that game like Kevin O'Connell looked watching the second half. Yeah. A couple times they cut to him and he had this look on his face. That's exactly how I felt when the game started. All right, we'll be right back with all your calls. It is the uh, the post-game show here on The Score. Bears hurry to the line of scrimmage, a 21-yard pickup after the sack. One seventeen to go. One timeout for the Bears. Snap to Fields. Throws left, caught. Big play in the open field. Smith Marset inside the 40 oh, down and the took the ball away. out of his hands. Had a sliding stop. Unreal. Dantzler just rushing the ball away from his former Viking teammate. Amar Smith Marset and the Vikings are in celebration mode with 101 to play. Oi, oi, oi. That sounds th- that I mean I sounded like Tom Thayer. I yelled out my own version of the same thing. I- think it was clean enough uh, frankly but, uh, <laughs> mine was a little dirtier <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you're in the studio i'm yeah. at home yes it's the it's the post game show patrick madley here longest serving bear ever you ever see anything like that you ever see a guy i mean i've seen interceptions i've seen fumbles i've never seen a guy just pull the ball out of someone's arms and go start running the other way on the last play of a not of like a, that i've seen boneheaded mistakes you know yeah. like um who was the running back for the Bears in Denver? Didn't get out of bounds. Uh, oh you know, God! Just, yeah, just different. Was that? Um, uh, it was the former Cowboy Barb Marion Barber, was it? Yeah, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. So you know, just plays like that you see. But oh man, that's just it's. You, know, you had a two for one in that one play. <laughs> that's just it was. It's just disturbing because it 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 took away an opportunity for Justin Fields 
to grow and learn and be in a two-minute offense, try to win a game, try to get you to overtime, um, maybe go for two-point conversion, whatever they want to do. But it just took an opportunity away for him. He got half of it, and he didn't get to finish it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Cameron Danzler just ruined uh, that guy's game. I mean, I, I, he, did, he did sell it when he was blocked from behind. But you know what? He was also blocked from behind. Yes. Uh, and that was a bad play. And, uh, and, man, to just pull the ball out of a guy's hands, that is, uh, that, that is embittering. I, I don't know. That's really a tough one for the Bears to have to endure. Um, we have a lot of people who want to check in. Let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767 is the number. Mark is listening online. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Great to talk with you. Um, I guess my thing is I'm a huge Justin Fields fan, and I thought today he showed some huge differences and some growth. Um whether he got Bears hurry to the line of scrimmage at 21 yard pickup after the sack. 117 to go. One timeout for the Bears. Snap to Fields. Throws left. Caught. Big play in the open field. Smith Marset inside the 40. Oh, down and took the ball out of his hands. Had a sliding stop. Unreal. Dantzler just rushing the ball away from his former Viking teammate. Amar Smith-Marset and the Vikings are in celebration mode with 101 to play. Oy, oy, oy. That sounds, that, that, I mean, I sounded like Tom Thayer. I yelled out my own version of the same thing. I think it was clean enough, uh, frankly. uh, (laughs) Mine was a little dirtier. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're in the studio. I'm yeah. at home. Yes. It's the it's the post-game show. Patrick Madley here, longest-serving bear ever. You ever see anything like that? You ever see a guy – I mean, I've seen interceptions. I've seen fumbles. I've never seen a guy just pull the ball out of someone's arms and go start running the other way on the last play of a – Not of like a, that. I've seen boneheaded mistakes, you know, yeah. like um, who was the running back for the Bears in Denver didn't get out of bounds. Uh, oh, you know, God, just, yeah. Just different. Was that um, – uh, it was – the former cowboy Barb Marion Barber was it? Yeah, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. So you know, just plays like that you see, but oh man, that's just it's you know, you had a two for one in that one play. <laughs> that's just it was it's just disturbing because it 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 took away an opportunity for Justin Fields to grow and learn and be in a two minute offense, try to win a game, try to get you to overtime, um, maybe go for two point conversion, whatever they want to do. But it just took an opportunity away for him. He got half of it, and he didn't get to finish it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, and, and Cameron Danzler just ruined uh, that guy's game. I mean, I, I he did he did sell it when he was blocked from behind. But you know what? He was also blocked from behind. Yes. Uh, and that was a bad play. And uh, and man, to just pull the ball out of a guy's hands that is. Uh, uh, that is embittering. I, I don't know. That's really a tough one for the Bears to have to endure. Um, we have a lot of people who want to check in. Let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767 is the number. Mark is listening online. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Great to talk with you. Um, I guess my thing is I'm a huge Justin Fields fan, and I thought today he showed – some huge differences and some growth, um, whether he got the protection or whatever else, I think he got, you know, confidence 
I mean, you can't have idiots on the outside that can't catch a freaking ball or make stupid plays. The other part is on the defense, we're really in the first half. You know, you've got some guys that can play ball. Obviously, they made adjustments and they worked out better. But where was it? I mean, I'm I'm a football savant. I, I mean, or not savant, but idiot. I don't know how all this stuff works. But I went and did dishes and did a load of laundry in the first half. I think a wise lot of people. I think a lot of people yeah. did that. And it was a wise move. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be better just to erase that. You know what the Bears need to do? You talked about a short week. You can shorten up their meetings. Just don't watch the first half. Watch the second half tomorrow when you go in, and then move on to the football, uh, the Washington team. You know, that just shorten it up. That's it. That way you get ready for the Thursday night game. You don't have to watch the entire game. That saves you another hour or two hours or whatever the meetings would be. Just watch the second half and move on to Washington. Yeah, I, you know, I got to tell you, it, it's pretty extraordinary when you think that, um, that the Bears even got back into that game. Even, you know, you – if you did do your laundry, you probably left it in the dryer because you couldn't go right, run up and right. fold. You had to start watching that game, and and it and that was good, and that's a very good step. And it was a wildly entertaining game, but the Minnesota Vikings are now four and one on the season, and they, as we said in the pregame, they're not blowing people out. They're right. not. They had a good win over Green Bay. But, but man, you know, it, it's crazy that you had the lead in the fourth quarter of that game, and in a, in a funny mirror world, maybe you've got a share of first place in the, in the, uh, in the division because Minnesota is, uh, would have been 3-1, and one, you would have been 3-1, and one, and we know that, that uh, Green Bay lost earlier in the, mm-hmm. week, in the day. In yeah, that's, that's crazy about the NFL, like the parody and how close it right. can be. But I thought this was a game, and I talked about it in the pregame show. Yeah, I thought this was a game where Minnesota was going to come out and just, from start to finish, just wipe the Bears up. And I was like, oh, I'm right. Here, here they go. So credit to the Bears to come back. But this Minnesota team, to me, when you look at them on film, you look at them on paper, they have so much talent. But they just didn't seem like they can put a whole 60 minutes together. It just they, they, The other games they've played, they haven't done that as well. But – Maybe they will as the season goes along. Maybe they'll get a little bit better. But I thought, unfortunately, that this was going to be a game where they put it all together today. They did in the first half, but credit the Bears again in the second half coming out and playing the way they did. Let's get to Michael. He's on the south side. Hello, Michael. Did we lose Michael? Oh, there you go. No, here I am. Okay. Okay. The first is defense. Don't talk about defense. Okay. Mr. Jalen Johnson did all that talking this week. And then what does he do? He does not play. So he's soft. He, he's a lot of talk. He could have used him today. Now, as far as the offense is concerned, I don't know if you know about Minnesota Vikings and get some you know, in St. Last, last week. Yeah. The refs decided the game for them last week. They pretty, I made another phantom call on them. They gave him on that last drive where the guy didn't even touch them. They gave him a first down. And the same thing happened this week. Like, whoa, that's a touchdown by Fields, and he took it away from him. He took it away from him with another phantom call. I think the Vikings ain't that great. The refs gave him two games in a row. Yeah, and they they missed a field goal in that game too. But you're right. There was, I believe, two really bad calls at the end of that game in London. Mm -hmm. Um, Nonetheless, they did win the game, and they are indeed 4-1, and and they are leading the division. And it's pretty interesting considering, as we talked about, and I think they showed it on on the television, they lost a lot of close games a year ago. And that's how Mike Zimmer got fired. 
And now they've been winning close games. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference in the NFL. You win some close games, you're you're laughing. Yeah, you got to be able to close. And they did it today it. in that big yeah. drive, the 17-play drive. I mean, that five for five on third downs, that's that's unacceptable for the defense for the Bears, but you got to give credit to them for for sustaining that drive that long. It was just it was impressive what they were doing and I just, you know, to me that's just you're you're outmanned. The Bears are outmanned. They're out-talented with the Minnesota Vikings, but they played tough in the second half. And I want to get back to Michael's point about Jalen Johnson being soft. Yeah, that, I don't know enough about the injury. You know, it, right. and Mark Rohde talked about it in the pregame show that he saw him go through. It kind of looked like a whole pregame routine that he looked pretty healthy. We just don't know. We don't know. And if it's a pulled quad and a muscle injury, what scares me about that is I've seen people do it. If they come back too soon, then they're out even longer. It sounds like Velas Jones had that issue. With when he came back in practice, he was out a couple more weeks because of his yes. hamstring. And you just don't know. And when you got a player at his caliber, I don't want him to – you don't want him to, to miss, but I also don't want him to miss much more time. But today would have been a great day to have a healthy Jalen Johnson just for entertainment value to watch those two go up against each other. Because totally so far Jalen Johnson hadn't been targeted really this year. Not and he all. obviously would have yeah. been with, with Justin Jefferson because you're trying to get the ball to your best player. So selfishly, I wish he would have played for that reason, but – we don't know what's going on in the training room. We don't know what's going on between him and the team doctors and, and coaches. And, and Mark Rohde described him as, you know, sprinting and cutting and looking pretty good. They've got a game on Thursday. This is a very short That's week. a great point. No, you don't want to lose two games in one. I think you just cut out there. I, I, I think what you said there, and I'll maybe uh, answer your question that I thought you said was <laughs> – you know, you have two games back-to-back like this, and you can't lose them for that. And then if he comes off a little dinged up here, a little sore, do you sit him out for the next game, and he's going to have to sit out the next game? You know, I just don't know with his injury how he's going to be, but that's a great point about a short week. And you always do have to look forward with guys' injuries as well. So going to the, the play the Washington Commanders coming up, that might be a reason why they said, no, if you're feeling a little bit, let's just get ready for the rest of the year. We've got a game Thursday. You'll be ready for Thursday. Let's keep it going. We'll get to Freddie. He's listening online from down in Miami. Hey, Freddie. Hey, guys. How you doing? Listen, man, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy the way they played. I know their first half wasn't great, but the way they came back, remember, these are young guys playing big boys, and Minnesota's a big team, and look what we did. And instead of drafting a quarterback, we should get those guys Ohio State and we get the fifth pick. Love you guys. Be good. <laughs> I wonder how many people are like Freddie, you know, that are are happy with that kind of outcome, with the way they played the second half. Or are you truly – I would love to hear from the Bears fans, are you truly upset that they couldn't stop him on that 17-play drive? That You know, you're obviously upset with Marcet Smith not going out of bounds and losing the ball. But oh, yeah. the way they came back and fought back, does that give you – like what Freddie feeling, was talking and feeling there. Does that give you any excitement about this team, that young team fought back to give themselves a chance to win this game? I, I honestly – I think I feel a sense of relief because I think we had, you know, the, when the offensive coordinator came out on Thursday and said, oh, the passing game's getting getter, better and, oh, we're having a great week of practice. When that game started, and they did come down and get a field goal, but you just felt like that's a good passing game. See the one where the guy's completing 17 <laughs> straight passes? Right. That's a really – kid should do something like that. And I feel like they got it together. And I feel like – you know, Mooney's catch was spectacular. It was outstanding. That was an unbelievable play. And that, you know, if if you can get guys that can make plays like that, 
That's going to give the quarterback more confidence. He got it going with uh, Cole Komet. Mm -hmm. We actually saw them, you know, connecting of uh, what four or five times. I don't have a a box in front. And he of me, looked but... decisive. Yeah, Fields looked decisive, like he knew where and... he wanted to go with the ball, and he wasn't late, and he was just decisive and delivered it accurately, and was and looked pretty darn good. And there was there was another one. Uh, I mean, he was delivering the ball quickly. Yes, right. There was mm -hmm. like a screen pass where he just knew he did. He, they were blitzing. He wasn't going to have the time. And he got the ball out, and they and they they did a pretty decent job. He he showed that star quality when he got in the open field when he put his head down and he ran for a couple of those first downs. It, it was impressive. I, I I really feel like he had a good game. I, I agree, and I think the step was he went from playing. Bad quarterback the last few weeks to now a game manager, and that's a step. And then the next step will be he's truly the difference maker. I thought he was a difference maker with his legs a little bit, but I want to see him be the difference maker with his arm. But I thought he managed the game pretty darn well. Like I said, it would have been 17 of 21 if Pettis doesn't drop the two passes, and that's a pretty strong game. And that would have been a little over. He threw for, what, 208 yards, so you had 20 yards of that. Say, say he throws for 228, 17 to 21. That's a big step for me with him. That's that's now he's become a game manager, and then hopefully in the future, by the end of this year, he's a game changer, not just with his legs, but with his arms. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That's the number. We're going to be back with all your calls. We're talking about the Bears' loss. That feels like they kind of rallied, but it came up short. But I think, are we happy with it? It's a really weird feeling today it's it's not your you I was ready for like what would have been part of the death march right when that game started but Patrick I I think I feel totally different about this team than I did going into that game and I'm, I'm 100 percent I that. thought hold on real quick I know we gotta go to break I thought yeah during the first half this next week we'd start talking about the draft <laughs> and I'm like already in week six I'm not ready yet yeah. We've had too many years of that. That's what I thought we were going to be talking about the draft. But now we have some encouraging things to talk about and, and then the effort they played with. And Justin Fields played a little better. So I feel better as well. And things to build on and back to 500 on Thursday. I, I, think it's, uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And we'll do so when we come back. It is, of course, the post-game show here on The Score. They empty Montgomery. He's out beyond the numbers right with Pettis in the slot. Fields lifts his right foot. No snap yet on the second one. It's back. Fields staring down, looking, launching, going for Mooney. Underthrown and Justin oh! had an incredible one-handed catch. Sucks it into his belly at the 11-yard line of Minnesota. Thought there was no chance he was going to catch that ball. Fields put it up there, and he makes the play on Sullivan. A one-handed leap, and what a beauty by Darnell Mooney. Yeah, that was a great play. It is the, the, the post game here on the score. We've got Patrick Manley, and uh, you had to love that. I mean, that was just a sensational. That's a that's a highlight reel mm -hmm. catch. I mean, you're just never going to see one as good as that. It was great. No, it was great. And what I what I like about it, too, is maybe this is the start of something. To, to me, a coach maybe now is more confident and comfortable to just put a play in like that for twice a game. You know, just, hey, throw it up. This guy can come down with it. Just give him a shot. Give him a chance. We haven't seen that yet this year with Justin Fields. We saw it a little bit in the preseason with him, but we haven't seen it this year. Just that, hey, I'm going to go, you know, just I'm running a nine route. I'm gone. I'm going to throw it up no matter what. Either you're going to catch it or nobody's going to catch it. And hopefully that gets some confidence in the the play calling from Luke Getze and some confidence between 
Mooney and Fields for the future because that's those are you know those chunk plays like that they're huge. I think uh, Matt Eberflus said it you know it's, it was a confidence booster going into halftime when they had a play like that. Um, so it's it, it, you get you talked about momentum early. You get excitement for that, and it's good to see that. I'd like to see that. I don't know what the play's called, but you know just that that fly route, yeah. the nine route, whatever it is. Just all right. This is the situation. It's second three. I'm doing it. I'm calling it right now. We got to get one. If we get it, great. If we don't, then it's an incomplete pass. Darnell Mooney, you either catch it or nobody catches it. I believe that's known as circus catch. If I'm not one hundred percent. So I'm just looking through some of these stats. Uh, uh, Darnell Mooney finished with two catches for 52 yards. Obviously, that one, the 39-yarder, was the big one. He was targeted five times. Um, you mentioned uh, David Montgomery targeted four times, caught all four passes. Ditto Cole Komet. Uh, Montgomery had 62 yards. Cole Komet, four catches, targeted four times for 45 yards. Um, they did spell Cole Komet's name correctly on the back <laughs> of his jersey, but uh, somehow David Montgomery, that was kind of funny to see. It was just weird to see it. it they Somehow an extra O got in there. It happens. People it does. make errors. Yeah. I'm guessing that it was um, – it, it was um, uh, Smith Marset that did that because it seems like anything that went wrong was on him. I did read a quote. He said he was selfish at the end of the game, and that's exactly what it was. He said yeah. he was made a selfish, yeah. you know, selfish move, and that's that's what it is. But also to me, it's not just selfish; it's just understanding the game, situational football, knowing that you're in a two minute drill. You only have, I believe, they only had one timeout left. You're near the sideline. Hey, you made an awesome move to be able to make sure you can get out of, out of bounds. Just go ahead and do it. I mean, that's – I guess, you know, he's, he obviously feels bad about himself reading some of his quotes, but you, you just can't have that. I mean, that's how teams get beat, making dumb mistakes like that. You just cannot have that. That is unacceptable. He was targeted twice, and he had the one horrible catch, which <laughs> was where the ball was written. That was a great catch. Hands. It was a great it catch. Was, it was just everything yeah, else was horrible. Yeah. He, so he, he finishes with one catch for 15 yards. Um, I don't know if you've – we talked about this in the pregame, the idea that they haven't invested top money in their receiving core. Dante Pettis, mm. targeted twice, two drops. Yes. Not good. And he had the drop last week too. I know it was a little contested, yeah. but you've yes. got to make that play. You're, you're, he was above the guy's hands, and I guess when yeah. he came down or whatever, it kind of got knocked out, but you have to make that play. He's, he's not – He's not playing at a high level right now. Let's just put it nicely. He's yes. he's hurting Justin Fields' development. Those are catches that are going to help Justin Fields build confidence, you know, have more possessions, have more opportunities to get better, and you just can't have that. Hopefully right. now maybe that's maybe that's Valus Jones takes over that spot. He maybe it's Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry takes over that spot when he comes back. I believe technically that is a touchdown pass. So that's, Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's that, that he's got one touchdown catch, even though it was a – and end around, but that was a heck of a play. I mean, it did a very good job. Um, let's try Tony. Tony's in Sycamore. Hey, Tony. And um, it's it's hard as a Bears fan to hear the word rebuild, especially after 2018 was not that long ago, mm-hmm. where we thought there was something going on. But I mean, take takeaways from this game. Fields looked a lot more confident in everything he did. The passes that he threw, he looked like he was confident in everything that he did. And it's just this, this game out of all the games we've played gave me more confidence in the direction that we're headed, especially it feels like we have a 
coaching staff that can make second-half adjustments, which was a talking point with the Nagy regime every game. Didn't seem like they could do that. And uh, before I hang up, hey, Patrick Manley, uh, where's your long snapper IPA? I can't find it anywhere. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, it's all in my fridge at home. No, just <laughs> it's different places around the city. I think some of the Bennies have it. Has it? Um, it's just in random spots around the city and some of the craft beer stores and things like that. But I appreciate you wanting to uh, try it. Just uh, look a little bit harder. We'll find it. Um, but I, you know what I love, Molly, is hearing this is the second call, and we talked about it in the pregame, is the Bears fans' patience for this yes. team. Yeah. I lost my patience in the first half. Oh, yeah. And now I have it back in the second half. And it's good to hear these fans, you know, he's, he's, he's upset that we're doing another rebuild or we're going through another rebuild here. But it sounds like there is patience there. And games like this can help with that patience a little bit in the development Absolutely. of this team. Absolutely. It makes, you, it makes you feel like the future's brighter. Mm-hmm. Weird as that might be after a loss. Rich is uh, in Old Town. Hey, Rich, how are you? Hey, Molly, how are you? Good to and, talk to you. Patrick, uh, your, your comments with Muller are right on the money. In fact, I was going to talk about a couple of them, so I'll be brief. But, you know, I, too, was kind of turned off by the lack of progress that Fields was making. And I thought this is like the first game, I think, that his instincts took over. You know, I think one of the things that if you're a coach, from having played myself, uh and I played in college, if you let the guy instinctively make plays and not have these things programmed mm-hmm. and turn him loose, I think he's much more effective. But the couple of things that stood out when you look at the uh, post-mortem there, if I had just looked at the stat sheet like you did, Molly, yes, I would think 20-point loss. And right. let me point out something I learned in the broadcast, and then I looked it up, and it's true. The Bears are last in the league in fourth down conversions. Well, they hadn't made one. That was their first fourth down conversion in that game. That I was know. It. And yeah. I wasn't aware of the fact they were 0 for uh, 2022. <laughs> that's really that's really horrible. But when you take a look at, at Fields, even though I think he had a good game, it's really kind of pedestrian. And let me give you a couple of numbers. Uh, you know, when he passed – According to the stat sheet that I looked up, 193, maybe they deducted some sacks. I don't know the the total rule on that. But they only ran for 78 yards, which is not what the Bears have been doing. And when you look at the total yardage, uh, the Vikings had 429 to 271. First downs, the Vikings were 29 to 14. There's me. On the number of plays run, and that's why the defense may be being stretched this year, the Vikings ran 74 plays and the Bears ran 47. Well, they, you know, now, that we talked about that earlier, Rich, and thanks for the call. They, they didn't run yeah. any plays in the first half, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that, Pat, when, when you have a team that doesn't really get their possession of the ball, they finally got it together after the failed punt, right? Yes. I think that was a. It was a terrible punt, and believe it or not, that was the only punt that Minnesota needed in the game. But um, it was a shank, and then there was a hold on it. So the net was like two yards mm-hmm. or something. And then the Bears come down, they get the big play, and they and they get a touchdown. And that was a real turning point just for the Bears. It seemed like that gave them a ton of confidence. Oh, I, I think so, too. And I think the first half skews the number of plays that you can run, you know, the total yeah. number of plays. 
So you look at the total number of runs, it says 24, but that's eight by Justin Fields. Yeah. And there was maybe one or two of those were design runs. The other ones are scrambles, right? And you yes. only have 16 called runs with the running backs between Montgomery and Herbert. So that's just a lack of plays. And that first half skews everything. So that yeah. just kills your, you know, if you're trying to do the stat comparison and all that stuff. And like what Rich said, if you looked at the stats, it looked like a 20-point loss. But again, that goes back to the Bears coming back and doing what they did in the second half of, of equaling the time of possession, equaling the number of plays and, and getting themselves back in the game. And, I, you know, that thing's just – what I like so much about this is they fought. Fighting, I mean, they block a field goal. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that's not giving up. That is effort. To block a field goal, sometimes it's technique. Sometimes it's a good scheme. Sometimes it's a guy, you know, missing a block or whatever. But to me, most important, it's the willingness to come off the ball and block it. And Robinson did it. And I believe it was him who did it. But that says a lot about a young team as well, that they're not giving up. They're not taking a field goal try for granted. They're giving everything they got on every play. And that's – that, that says a lot about their special teams unit and what Coach Hightower is doing for them to make them play at that level as well. But that's a team effort. That's, that's ingrained in that, that hits philosophy, right? That's kind of what this team is, and that says a lot to block a field goal because a lot of times you know, I've been on, been on a lot of the field a lot of times on those, and you'll, just, you'll get teams in a game like that that they're not rushing up front. They know it's over. Now that's great to see that they, they, they had that effort and got after it and blocked one. No question about and that. And that changes field position. And, and, I mean, l- listen, the Bears won pretty lopsided on special teams yes. because the Vikings missed field goals, right? They missed mm-hmm. one and had one blocked. The Bears hit long field goals. And, uh, and we mentioned, uh, you know, that that, um, that that punt was a disaster. So I think that that gives the Bears a bit of a benefit. You can talk about the onside kick, but – for the most part, I felt like they more than held their own on special teams in this game. Yeah, and that changes field position. And yes. All year, the Bears have been – what was the stat they talked about? You know, Starting at the inside the 20, how many times? And that gets you the ball, what, three times near the 50-yard line? So that's, that's huge as well. That helps you tremendously, especially in offense that's been struggling. All right, we're going to keep it going. Back to the phone lines. We'll get to all your calls. You're listening to the post-game show here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 